Welcome, everyone, to the Jake Dunlap Show. This is your weekly dose of real success stories from entrepreneurs, athletes, celebrities, CEOs, and the people that you love. If you've ever wondered what makes people tick, what are the weird things that happened to them in their past that helped to shape the people that they've became? Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, you can tune in and get exactly that. The behind, behind the scenes, not the typical behind the scenes, but the real stories that shaped some of the people that you know, love, and follow. So last but certainly not least, is I want to talk for everybody who's in a individual contributor role, um, more of a you know, frontline role. It could still be a manager. All these things are going to be applicable. It doesn't really matter. Um, the number one thing that I would say is step one is you don't have to just take your, your lot in life. I cannot tell you over the course of my career, whether it's at Scaled or different roles I had or even friends' companies and what they've done, how many people quit or leave that they, they, they don't necessarily don't like the culture. They're like, I'm into this. But they're like, well, I want to do this or I want to do that. And I can tell you, it's been pretty remarkable in my career. I've had people who are okay being very transparent. Jake, look, here's where my head's at. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like this, I like it here, but this is, I, I, I need something different. I cannot tell you how many of those people I've saved and been like, oh, okay, cool. All right, well, why don't we do this thing over here? Really? I can do that? Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Let's make it happen. All right, let's put together the transition plan. And I can also tell you that one of the saddest moments for me on the flip side is when somebody leaves the company and it's for something that had they raised their hand, had they let somebody know like, hey, I'm not feeling... like They wanted to stay at the company, but they wanted this type of opportunity. Now, there's plenty of people of times when, you know, look, we're a you know 40 plus person company. So I don't have unlimited opportunities for people. But... but my advice around motivation is you may just you may have just been hired to do something that doesn't motivate you but you like your surroundings so don't ever leave a company without just throwing it out there again if you hate the company and all that then yeah leave but if not then again i really encourage everyone to do that right so encourage you to if you're feeling demotivated at least have the conversation if you're if you're happy with the company because i think you'll be surprised at how many people um, uh, you know, are willing to change. So that's number one. If you're on the front lines, don't ever leave a job because you're feeling demotivated by the role without first trying to see if there's something new. Okay, that's number one. Number two, and this is probably the hardest one. Do you know what actually motivates you? Do you actually know what motivates you? How many of you haven't really thought about that question? How many of you have said, well, you know, obviously it's my family. Obviously it's my, you know, apartment or it's my car or it's my family or life or wife or husband or whatever partner. Um, how many of you have actually taken the time to think, think about what motivates you? Because that to me would be the next thing that again, I've, I cannot tell you how many times I've had people that either failed really quickly um, or made it really quickly because it was aligned. They thought they were motivated by X. And usually, those things that they thought motivated them were either societal or other pressures. Well, I've been doing this for a long time. 
So I guess I need to go do this other thing. Uh, I've been doing this. So yeah, I, I can do that. I want to do that. And it goes back to the same thing as if when the goals are misaligned. So if you haven't taken the time to really think about... And again, it's a very simple question. Really think about it. Because, you know, uh, and again, I'll share kind of a personal story here around myself. So I was vice president of sales at Glassdoor. It's still one of those like career experiences that I got. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize how fortunate I was at the time. It ended up being a great kind of career catapult for me. But one of the things I realized um, while I was VP there is like I was pretty rough around the edges, meaning I was very good at building the repeatable sales process, finding really high quality talent, training really high quality talent, getting the most out of people. But I also was like pretty mm, demanding. <laughs> it's probably the right, yeah, demanding at Glassdoor, especially with my peers, my CFO, CMO. You know, I was just like, well, I'm over here in sales doing my thing. Like, anyway, I was I was a little rough around the edges. And, you know, I realized that. And so I had an interview uh, with a company uh, based out of New York. My wife and I were like really considering, you know, not staying in San Francisco. And so this company was very, oh, what's the word? Like consensus-based decision-making. Um, you know, a lot of like, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like these guys are very much, you know, collaborative and soft around the edges. Like, well, this will be, this will be good. This will be helpful. <laughs> because again, I think for me, I've always been motivated by growth, right? And there's such a thing. And, and I, again, I'm referring to myself here. It's called the Peter principle, which it's kind of sucks if your name's Peter, by the way. Um, and the Peter principle, uh, let me see if I can find a link for it here too. I'll drop it in. For those of you who don't know what the Peter principle, Peter principle, isn't that it? There's a whole book about it. Wow. The Peter, remembers that? It's that uh, members of a hierarchy are promoted until they reach the level at which they are no longer competent, <laughs> which is kind of great. Um, and so that's what happens, right? And, and, and sometimes we, we think we're motivated by growth. We think we're motivated by like the next thing, the next thing, etc. Um, but for me, like I thought I was motivated purely by growth. And so I looked at this new growth opportunity and realized like I was so demotivated throughout. I'm like, what? What? Like how is like, and it didn't work out. I was gone in like within a year. And so I do think when you think about what motivates you, it's a really important exercise to really think now, think through and really try to understand that for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you own your motivation. I'll repeat that. At the end of the day, you own your motivation. It is not your boss's job to motivate you. They can help. It's not your spouse's, right? Hopefully they can support you and they can get you... Again, I think it's, it, it, it is definitely possible to motivate people in short spurts. But at the end of the day, if you're not motivated by it, you're not going to perform. It's like that coach. There's certain players, they love it when that coach gets on their ass. Love it. Other players, it gets them fired up for a little bit. And then over time, they're like, man, I'm not trying to hear this guy. You know, or I'm not trying to hear what they're saying because they weren't actually motivated to put in the work. And so I want all of you to think about whether you're on the front lines, thinking about what motivates you, thinking about how to get yourself motivated. And again, I just cannot tell you, and I, and I know there's people at, at, at our company at Scaled. I know many who have come to me and were like, Jake, like, thank you for just like hearing me out and trying to make changes, et cetera. Um, 
And I think a lot of times when it comes to being motivated in your work life, you actually have a lot more control over it than you might think. But you have to be able to have the conversation and realize like, look, most, most leaders or bosses are not assholes. Most of them want you to be successful. They want you to be motivated. And look, if it's not a fit, it's not a fit. You know, that's, that's okay too. That happens. But at least you can say, hey, I, I tried to align my work to what motivates me most. And, you know, the last thought I'm going to leave you all with um, is around just a mindset principle around what's called proactivity. And I was, I've been rereading. If you saw, I did a post. Um, when was that? Wednesday. I've got the follow-up post actually going out today. It's day five. Um, and proactivity is this idea that I can react to people etc. Or I can proactively control my emotions and how I respond or don't respond. And I think, you know, when you have, I've got two young kids, four and seven, they're constantly trying my patience. I literally, right before this, I'm down, my, my kids start school on Wednesday, my son does. And I'm like, all right, dude, hey, good, good news. You could actually get all your chores done for the week today. Eh, eh, eh. You know, he's going into second grade. Um, and it's so easy to react and be like, dude, just go do the chores <laughs> because sometimes it feels like that's what it takes. And, I, and a lot of us feel like that's what it takes in our professional lives too, to be like this, you know, very direct, et cetera. I know I default to that. So proactivity for me and what I'm working on that's really tied around this idea of motivation is that, and it goes back to what I was saying is that it's not relying on other people's stimulus to stimulate me 24 seven and not responding, you know, um, either overly excited or overly, you know, reactive or, or sad or aggressive or whatever that reaction might be, and really trying to take ownership over my own actions and reactions. And so I'm on day five, I wrote a LinkedIn post about it, uh, that I'm going to put up later. But my I'm trying to think like what my uh, day five, my biggest lesson, uh, what was there's a couple, it's like a car cut me off. And I was like, you know, it's actually a fire truck that cut me off. So I'm like, it wasn't it was the lights weren't going. It was just like, I don't know, you know, um, and there's just so many moments. What this has done more than anything has made me very aware of just how easy it is to get demotivated or motivated from other people or reacting or, or not reacting um, based on other people. So for all of you, hopefully what I've given you today are some ideas, techniques, some like food for thought around motivation. But at the end of the day, you control your motivation. Thank you everyone again for listening to another episode. If you are listening all the way to the end, I hope you have left a review. I hope that you make sure that you're following or subscribing on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. We'll be back next Thursday. And again, make sure to check out the Monday episodes as well too. A lot of people are really enjoying these kind of mini episode Mondays. So make sure to tune in, subscribe, and leave a review. 